Welcome to This Pod is Your Pod, the podcast from Pantsuit Nation, an online community of 3.8 million progressives working to resist the current administration. Um, I'm here with Libby. Hello. We have had a challenging week. The mass shooting in Las Vegas took the lives of 59 people, wounded over 500. Um, it's already, it's always hard to know what to do in the aftermath of things like this. You know, taking comfort with your family is good. Um, sending messages to your elected reps is good. So there's there's a lot of things that you can do. And after you are able to process what happened and, and feel like you can take some action after the fact. Yes, and we've been um, really proud of our community stepping up in the wake of that tragedy to make calls to their members of Congress. Um, we know there's kind of ongoing things happening in the fight to stop gun violence. And a big part of that is connecting with our elected officials who are with us in that fight. And we are thrilled this week to have Senator Patty Murray join us on the podcast to talk uh, about that very thing. Senator Murray is from the state of, of Washington. Excuse me. She was uh, Washington State's first female senator. Uh, she was the first female chair of the Senate Budget Committee during the 113th Congress. And she's currently the ranking member of the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee. So welcome, Senator Murray, to This Pod is Your Pod. Well, nice to talk to both of you. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, there's so much that we would love to talk with you about. We're huge um, admirers of yours, supporters of yours. But first, just, you know, to, to talk about what's happening this week, the tragedy in Las Vegas, a lot of our members are going through mourning and grief and anger, but we're also really committed to taking action. Can you share with us um, maybe one or two things that you recommend people who are feeling a lot of pent up frustration about our lack of, of mobilization on this issue, um, things that we can do now to to take action on this issue? It's so heartbreaking because it feels like this happens, there's a public outcry, and then nothing happens. And I think that's a frustration so many of us share. I mean, our kids should be able to go to a concert or school. We should be able to go to a mall. We should not have this on our minds. And uh, and we do. And we do just in a, in a frightening way. Um, and I think the frustration is, I think I feel like everybody does, what am I going to do? Well, I have learned throughout my life that the last thing you should do is just yell at your television and move on. The most important thing is be um, consistent in not letting this issue go away. Too often it is in the days of an aftermath like this where everybody speaks out, the phone lines are inundated, that's awesome. But what about a month from now? What about two months from now? What about three months from now? Um, it has to be consistent. It has to be showing up at elected officials' town halls or uh, meetings that they have with you and making a consistent thing that you talk to them about so they don't feel, if they're opposed to any kind of uh, gun safety issues, that they've walked away from this one again and don't have to worry about it. The NRA doesn't stop talking. They, they are um, working constantly to keep this issue in front of those who they support. And we have to do the same on the other side. That's such a good reminder. One of my favorite things that Courtney already always says about Pantsy Nation is we're trying to make civic engagement, you know, calling your, your reps, showing up at town halls and everything that you've just me mentioned, have that be as regular as, you know, going to the grocery store. You know, it, it just needs to be something that we're all doing all of the time and, and committing to do that together. And speaking of that, I would love to hear a little bit more um, about kind of rewinding for you and what's your story of getting into politics and, and when were the moments where you felt that that empowerment to make a difference that, that's led you to the point where you are now? Well, I, I got into politics 
because I got upset about something that happened to me. So similar to millions of people in this country today, I was outraged by what was going on, only in a much narrower frame. Uh, my kids um, were one and three, and I had enrolled them in a parent education co-op preschool program that our state legislature funded. It was a, a great program for them. Uh, for me, it's a learning how to be a parent program. And I went to the class, and the instructor said, um, we're going to close this down because because the state legislature just decided not to fund it. And I said, well, who are they? Uh, and of course, it's your state legislature. I, born and raised in the state of Washington, never been to my capital, never really paid attention. And I thought, wow, they just need to know about this great program and they'll put the money back in. So I put my kids in the car uh, and drove 100 miles to my state capital and just started asking people how I could change this policy and uh, and to tell them. I just thought if I just tell them how great it is, they'll change. Uh, and if, of course, it wasn't that easy. And lo and behold, one of the senators that I spoke to um, just heard me out about how great it was. And then he looked right at me and he said, that's nice, but you can't make a difference because you are just a mom in tennis shoes. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean <laughs> No man. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I just could not believe um, that he would say that. So um, I got my kids back in the car and drove a hundred miles home, telling them this guy was not going to get away with this. Uh, went home, started calling moms and dads in uh, in this program around the state. Got them to give me other names of other people who were in these programs. Uh, this was pre-fax machines and cell phones and all this, so I literally was on the phone putting together phone trees for people in every region of our state that had had kids in this preschool program both then and previously and managed to put together over a relatively quick amount of time about 12 to 13,000 names and divvied them up, and we just started inundating the state legislature with phone calls and letters we organized this big rally on the steps of the Capitol. We made sure that every committee hearing that they had, I don't care what it was about, had moms with little kids and dads with little kids in the front row staring at them and being disruptive. And uh, three months later, they reinstated the program. So that was, to me, a really important lesson, um, that you can sit at home and gripe about what is happening to you, or you go out you get involved, you work really hard, you don't give up, you fight back, and you can make a change. I am so floored by how amazing that story is. I love it. I love how what is so amazing to me is I think about that you know, individual piece of legislation that was affecting you, and now here you are many years later, and you are able to affect legislation on such a large scale. I think it's an incredibly inspiring story, particularly to so many people in our community who are thinking about, you know, what can I as an individual do? And it starts with that that first thing. It starts with that spark, and it starts with moving things forward. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, and I think what's important is when you do get mad, you're not the only one. You may be sitting at home going, gosh, why, why am I mad about this? There are a lot of people, if you feel that way, who also feel that way, it's just a matter of getting it large enough to be pretty visible, and that's how you make change. Amazing. 
It reminds me of uh, President Obama's farewell speech when he said, if something needs fixing, then lace up your shoes and do some organizing. And I, um, in my own mind, I'm thinking that he's implicitly saying, lace up your tennis shoes and do some organizing. I just, I love that. (laughs) I'm with that. Um, I have a question that has to do with the kind of current state of the Senate. Um, so we make these phone calls and we, you know, call your office and um, the offices of our representatives. And then there's sometimes a feeling that it gets us to a certain point, but then there's a sort of deadlock. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, after we've done our piece where we get that information to your office that this is important to us, um, how can we, you know, let the larger Senate body know that we want results on, on this, these different issues? So um, I think, let me go back and talk to you about Secretary DeVos when her nomination came up in front of our committee. And it was a pretty foregone conclusion that this would just fly through and Republicans would vote for it, wouldn't be a big deal. Um, I started talking to people and realized that the sentiment that I had about putting in place an education secretary who didn't really believe in public education, had no background, uh, had no work on it, was really central to what we are about in this country, that our kid deserves a chance and we need somebody at the top who's going to give that to him and understands it and fights for it. Um, So I started laying the groundwork for that, and as you saw, We had more phone calls um, and were inundated here in the United States Senate uh, against Betsy DeVos than any nomination that I've seen in my entire time here. Now, we all know she was confirmed on a 50-50 vote um, and by a tie, first time ever cabinet secretary had to be broken by a tie by the vice president to be confirmed. And you can say, well, we lost. Well, we were going to lose. What we got was so much attention on this issue that we now can um, be loud and visible and hold her accountable and not let her just get away with things without the public knowing about it and reacting. And that's important in a time like this when we all feel like, wow, what can we do every day? Well, small and incremental and being loud does make a difference. Awesome. I totally agree that... I learned so much more about the process of getting someone confirmed, about what it looks like to hold those um, cabinet members accountable because of the DeVos confirmation. So I'm so glad that that has allowed us to kind of hold her feet to the fire. And um, we just have to keep going because she's not stopping, certainly, with, um, with the policies that are coming out of her office. No, she is not stopping, <laughs> and we're, we, we are making it loud and visible, and people are hearing because they know her name. And moving forward, mm-hmm. what's critical about this is what you just said. You know more about the nomination process than you ever even thought you would need to know. Why is that important? Because the next time you vote for a president, it's not just the guy sitting in the White House. It is the people in all these cabinet positions that on a daily basis make decisions that impact your life. So one of the things that um, we kind of grapple with in this moment is so much of um, our focus is on reaction against fighting against all of the bad things that are happening and wanting to hear about some of the positive legislation that Democrats are introducing in the House and Senate, things that we can rally behind in support of instead of, you know, fighting against um, things that we're, we're opposed to. Uh, so we're wondering, Senator Murray, if you could share with us some of the work that you're doing um, on just that, things that, that um, as Democrats and as 
as as women in particular who are supporting women in the Senate can think about how we can rally behind some really positive legislation that's going to make a positive impact on our lives. I'm so glad you asked that because we could be 24-7 for the next three years fighting back and having something really important to do every day in that direction. But that's not enough. We need to keep our own energy going and saying, what should the world look like? And one of the things that I believe is really important to people across the country today is how women in particular can be economically viable. We go to work. We have to take care of our kids. We want to know that our paycheck is is what it should be, so equal pay. Uh, We want to make sure that our kids, wherever they are, are safe and taken care of. We want to make sure they get 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 a good education. How do we define that vision for what we're fighting for? One of the things right now I am focused on is child care. I hear it from so many people. They sit at work and pray their kids okay. They can't find care. Their child gets sick. They don't have the teachers come in and out of the child care place they are. How do you sit and do your job well if you're worried about that every single second? So I've introduced legislation. It's not going to pass tomorrow, but we're going to build groundwell support for it that really changes how our country looks at at Child Care for Working Families Act. It's a pretty bold plan. It makes sure that no parent has to pay more than they can afford on child care. Um, Middle-class families never pay more than a percentage of their income on child care. So the less you make, the less you pay. Um, We're preparing teachers in this bill. That's so important. So we've got good people in place. We have disability provisions. It's particularly hard for parents with uh, kids with disabilities to find child care. A number of provisions, but it is a broad, bold plan, and the focus isn't to pass it tomorrow. It's to help educate people in this country about what we can work forward in a positive direction um, when we have the power to do it. I love that. I'm sitting here nodding my head. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I live uh, in a very rural part of Maine and childcare, you know, in some ways we're really lucky because our local elementary school that I'm on the school board of um, starts for children at three years old. Um, But for, for kids from birth to age three, there's really literally almost no options. And, and it's really limiting um, for a lot of us around here, plus just looking, of course, nationally um, at all of the struggles um, that exist in this way. So, and I love that idea of the bright, bold plan. And, and um, I've been listening to Secretary Clinton's um, book, What Happened. We had the opportunity to interview her on the podcast last week. And she talks about that balance between sort of per- pragmatic legislation that that sometimes kind of lacks some of the oomph that we want, and then the big, bold ideas that we need to really rally support. And it sounds like this plan um, that you're behind, Senator Murray, is, is really one of those. And that's really exciting for me to hear, you know, going forward. I think our our community will be excited about that as well. Great. And I also really love that it's um, connected to ideas that multiple people from different points of view can kind of rally behind. That if you're someone who's worried about the productivity of your workers, that this is something that you can get behind. If you're someone who has um, concerns about your family's cost of childcare, this is something that you can get behind. What can our community do? What can individuals do to help move this legislation forward? Uh, what's the best way for people to show that they are behind what you have just been telling us about? Um, really good question. So what we, the first thing you do when you introduce legislation is you look for co-sponsors, um, because the more 
senators you have on your bill, the better chance you have to get it through. The more people have heard about this issue at home. Now, look, I go home. I have a daughter with two little girls, so I hear about this all the time. But there's a lot of members of Congress who don't. Um, so they need to hear about it from your members that this is an issue you need help and support with. And build communities of support. You mentioned business leaders. I mean, they want employees who are at work not having to shuffle around every 15 minutes because the child care provider didn't show up. Uh, the certainty of that's important to our economic balance in this country. It's important to the productivity of workers. So think um, broadly about support for this kind of legislation and bring it to us and we will add it into our um, work as we move forward and you know one day we're going to get this done. I think if our country wants to be a leader in the world as we I think all aspire to, um, we have to show that our economy works because women work and we take care of the people um, to make sure that they can do that and provide them the support they need. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Senator Murray, for joining us on this Pod is Your Pod for speaking to Pantsuit Nation members. Um, it's so inspiring to hear your story, to hear about the work that you're doing. Um, and I know that, that lots of folks will be following up on some of your suggestions. So thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. It was so excellent to hear from Senator Murray. I find her story just so incredibly relatable. And I love that, you know, being a mom in tennis shoes, she's now a mom in tennis shoes and a senator. Amazing. And it just shows, you know, all of the people that have been inspired to run for office this year in the wake of the 2016 election, like, this is your future, like you can be a senator. And and even if you're starting off with something that seems small or seems, you know, kind of a micro effort to change something in your hometown, in your community, in your state, that has a ripple effect. It's important and can also lead to so many more things. So really inspiring to hear from her. Um, I just think that she's fantastic and like so authentic and amazing. And I just, she's someone that I would love to hear, you know, talk endlessly about her experience and her perspective on Washington, because I think it's really fresh and real. And yeah, thank you, Senator Murray, for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much. So now it's time for our cat call. Um, We're going to give Kat a call and she's going to let us know about what actions we can take this week. As always, there's a lot going on, but I know that many of our minds are focused on Las Vegas. So let's hear what she has for us around what we can do. Let's do it. Hello? Hi, Kat. Hey, Libby. Hi. Hey, Court. How are you guys? We're good. We just had a good conversation with Senator Murray. That's pretty badass. You guys are talking to some pretty awesome women over the past few weeks. I know, right? Pinch me. I know. First Secretary Clinton and now Senator Murray, we are incredibly lucky to have these incredible women uh, willing to talk to us. P.S. Senator Warren, Senator Harris, if you want to come yeah. on. Yeah, we'll right. Please. <laughs> the door is open. Another credible person that we have here, Kat, of course, um, who always gives us our important calls to action, critical piece of what we do on this podcast. So what do you have for us this week, Kat? Uh, so in the wake of yet another mass shooting, uh, discussions are urgently needed about the need for common sense gun control, uh, and those conversations are taking center stage. Uh, House Republicans did delay a vote on the SHARE Act, which would have loosened barriers to obtain silencers, but the delay is not enough. Uh, so folks, please call your representatives and demand common sense gun control reform that includes national background checks and the repeal of the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, that's the PLCAA. Uh, that protects gun manufacturers from liability litigation. 
Uh, we are long past time to act, but it doesn't mean that we cannot work now to curb future gun violence. Uh, and also, we want to remind folks to please remember the people in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. They're still in desperate need of help. Uh, check out our Twitter feed, at Pantsuit Nation, to donate to the fund established by Lin-Manuel Miranda and MoveOn.org to bring supplies and resources to the relief effort on the ground. Thank you so much, Kat, and thanks to everyone that's participated in these actions before. A reminder, um, just to echo what Senator Murray said, do this today, but don't forget to do it in a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now. As she said, the NRA doesn't give up. They're persistent, and they're in it for the long haul. So in opposition to them, we really need to take action consistently and keep this in the front of our minds uh, going forward. Yep, they're a very well-funded organization, so we need to be a louder voice. Absolutely. Um, Kat, I think that we talked earlier that there was another thing you wanted to mention on the cat call today. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. And it's not really a direct call to action, but it's just a call to awareness about um, just a lack of leadership uh, by the United States at the United Nations. Uh, there was recently a vote um, on a resolution that would essentially say, hey, guys, hey, countries, let's you know, ban executing uh, gay people. And the U.S. was one of, uh, you know, a handful of countries that voted no on that resolution. Uh, we joined countries like, you know, Qatar and um, Saudi Arabia on that vote. Um, as, as a gay American, that just cut me to my core and our, just our lack of leadership on that issue. So I just wanted to raise, raise awareness on that. I, I sent Nikki Haley a note, but uh, <laughs> if you want to send a note as well, uh, that, that would also be helpful to just raise awareness about this. Um, you know, there are things happening on multiple fronts with this administration, and we just need to be aware of a lot of them, especially if they cut the core of human rights. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kat. I, I read that, and I I can't believe that that is the place that we, that this country, the side that this country is on, on what seems like such a cut and dry issue of just morality and ethics. So thanks for uh, yeah, for highlighting that for us. It seems like a pretty us. easy vote. It, <laughs> it does. Like pretty, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Like, just, yeah, don't kill gay people. But, you know, this is where we are in 2017. So get out and vote, folks. Make your phone calls, vote. There are elections all the time at local, you know, state and federal level. So let's just let's just get out there and make our voices heard. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kat. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, you two. Bye. Bye. This week's episode of This Pod is Your Pod is brought to you by Kind Bars. If you're ready to try some tasty and healthy snacks, we've got a special deal for you. You can try 10 Kind Bars for free, and all you have to pay is shipping. When you order a sample box, you'll also get to try Kind Snack Club, where you'll receive monthly snacks at a discount and get members-only bonuses. You shouldn't have to choose between your health and taste when it comes to snacking. And that's why both award-winning chefs and nutritionists love and recommend Kind Bars. I tried their sample snack box. I personally love the dark chocolate and sea salt, but I also learned about the peanut butter breakfast bar, which has become part of my rotating go-to travel snacks, along with, of course, the chocolate one because chocolate's the best, but peanut butter is certainly up there now with it as well. So to pick up your free sample box, go to kindsnacks.com slash pantsuit. That's kindsnacks.com slash pantsuit. And we have to thank Kind Bar for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help support us. 
one of the things that we do on this podcast is we give out the Golden Pantsuit, which is an award for um, women who are out there um, doing amazing things that we really want to highlight, just being badasses. And one of those things that I think is critical to highlight is speaking truth to power. And the mayor of San Juan, Carmen Julian Cruz, um, has really been doing that in ways that are incredibly meaningful and important to highlighting the plight of the people in San Juan and the rest of Puerto Rico. So when she had a chance to, you know, we know that many people were supporting her after Trump insulted her on Twitter, but when she had a chance to meet the president in Puerto Rico, she was very direct. So um, let's hear her tell us about that. Here's what she said on MSNBC. Well, I said to him, it's not about, it's about saving lives. It's not about politics. And he didn't respond. But this was a PR 17-minute meeting. There was no exchange with anybody, with none of the mayors. And in fact, this terrible and abominable uh, view of him throwing paper towels and throwing provisions at people, it's really, it, it does not embody the spirit of the American nation, you know. Uh, that is not the land of the free and the home of the brave that uh, the beacon of democracy that people have learned to look up to, uh, you know, across the world. He was insulting to the people of Puerto Rico. He said something like, Puerto Rico, you really have taken our budget out of whack because of the, all the money we've thrown here. He kind of minimized our suffering here by saying that Katrina was a real disaster, uh, sort of implying that this was not a real disaster because not many people have died here. Well, you know what? They're dying. So I think when we think about the women that we look up to, I think about people like Carmen Julian Cruz, um, who is thrust into the national spotlight because of a disaster and is focusing on how to get help to her people and saying to the people who can bring that help, this isn't about politics, it's about saving lives. Absolutely. And this golden pantsuit is Pantsuit Nation approved. We had a post come up from one of our members, Linnell Davis, earlier this week, nominating Mayor Cruz of San Juan, Puerto Rico to receive the golden pantsuit, which, you know, is our first truly crowdsourced uh, golden pantsuit. So thank you, Linnell. And thank you to the 27,000 members who endorsed that vote. So I think it's pretty clear to say that Pantsuit Nation is with Mayor Cruz. Absolutely. And especially when we think about what Kat was just talking about, when we have issues around gun violence, when we need to get aid to Puerto Rico, when we have our UN ambassador voting um, against getting rid of the execution of people for just being gay, you know, this is the time when we need to speak truth to power more than ever. And um, the mayor of San Juan, Carmen Julian Cruz, is is just a great person to look to when you're when you're looking for examples of that. So, golden pantsuit, and you know, we're we're not going to send golden pantsuits. We're going to send aid. That's what our community is doing: donations, money, goods, uh, offers to help. So that's what's coming with the golden pantsuit this week. And as we're you know sitting recording this, I'm just watching on Facebook as, you know, dozens and hundreds of our members are chiming in to say that they've donated. So keep at it. If you're listening, find our post on on Twitter. If you're a member of Pantsuit Nation, find that post. Um, I know lots of folks have already donated. Let's keep it going to support the people of Puerto Rico uh, and all the communities that were affected by Hurricane Maria. 
All right. So remember, this democracy is your democracy, and this pod is your pod. Thank you so much to our guest, um, Senator Patty Murray. That was an incredible conversation. Um, thanks again, of course, to Kat and to Beth O'Connell, uh, podmaster extraordinaire. Um, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a review, share us with your friends on Facebook, tweet us, um, call your friends, and we really love to um, have you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at this pod is your pod and at pantsuit nation if you uh, have liked this episode please go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes we've had other you know elected officials we've also heard from members of pantsuit nation from founders of incredible organizations that are working hard to make a change um, in this moment so definitely go back and, and listen to some of those if, if you've liked what you've heard this week and thanks to cadence 13 and thank you to kind bars our sponsor for this week that helps us bring you this podcast for free talk to you soon libby sounds good court bye <laughs>